Welcome to Unblock by Defy, where we uncomplicate crypto for you with the help of super interesting stories. Plug in your earphones and enjoy the ride as you learn and grow in crypto. In today's episode, let's hear it from Kesha, the story of the fantastic Bitcoin and where to find Satoshi, part one. In today's episode, I will talk about the guy or who knows whether it was a guy or a girl who made the most influential invention of our generation and then just like that vanished into thin air. Yes, this is the story of the fantastic Bitcoin and its mysterious creator Satoshi Nakamoto. First of all, why is this person or group has any influence? Well, he, she or they created something that is called Bitcoin. Whether this was one person or a group, no one knows. But before we go there, let's look at their creation, this term called Bitcoin that we hear so much. It is the first cryptocurrency that caught recognition and adoption at a global stage, and it is considered money with super sound traits. Now, when I say money with super sound traits, we must compare it with the other money options that we have like gold or fiat currencies. Fiat currencies are currencies issued by a central government like rupees in India or dollars in the US. Bitcoin can be verified on the blockchain and there can't be a duplicate Bitcoin whereas currencies like gold can have fake variants. They can be verified at a bank or a jeweler but you cannot verify it immediately on your own. Bitcoin is fungible, which means it is replaceable by another identical, mutually interchangeable item. So is gold and so is the central bank currency like rupee. In this respect, every money kind is the same. Bitcoin is extremely portable, which can't be said for either gold or to be honest, even about central bank currencies. There are caps on how much money you can travel with. And sometimes if you're traveling abroad, there are several complications. If you want to travel with cash above a certain limit or do a foreign transfer beyond a certain limit, you just can't do it. Bitcoin is divisible. One Satoshi, yes, that name again, <laughs> represents 100 millionth of a Bitcoin. Small denominations make Bitcoin transactions easier to conduct and makes extremely fine transactions readable and possible. One general unit structure of Bitcoins has 100 million Satoshis. It is scarce. It is actually the most scarce asset there can be. It comes with a fixed supply, which means that there can only ever be 21 million Bitcoin, out of which about 18 million have already been mined. And the last Bitcoin will be mined somewhere in the Feb of 2140, which is more than 100 years from now. Now, there is no hard cap when it comes to gold or on central bank currencies. One can always find more gold. It can always be mined. As far as currencies are concerned, continuous money printing is the reason why the prices of everything are continuously rising. In other words, there is inflation only because there is no limit to how much money printing can happen by the central banks. And this probably is the worst trait of the existing monetary system. No one can change the number of Bitcoins that will ever be mined. No one country or one government has control over this program. It is censorship resistant. You cannot shut down the system. It is running on the internet, supported by miners who are decentralized and theoretically anyone, including me or you, 
or just about anyone can become a miner if they had the resources. So you need a certain rig to mine Bitcoin. If you have that, then just about anyone can mine Bitcoin on their own. To sum it up, Bitcoin is verifiable, fungible, portable, divisible, scarce with fixed supply. It runs itself. It is censorship resistant, decentralized, universally accepted. And everyone, even a person who has just one Satoshi, which is 100th million part of one Bitcoin is an actual owner of the part of the system. So you see this Bitcoin monetary system has given the power back to the individual. Now come to think of it, someone who had the foresight and genius of creating something of this magnitude also had the intelligence to pull off the act of staying anonymous for more than a decade now. There are several theories out there and one of them is that Satoshi could also be the name of a group of people following an ideology that created Bitcoin. What is this ideology behind creating something like this? When you think about a monetary system which is decentralized, it's not only about money. It is much more than that. It is about resource management. It is about digital governance. It is about tools of trade of business. It's about new tools that can be created and that can help create new types of businesses that were never before possible. The whole basis of Bitcoin is that of free flow that anybody can transact with anybody regardless of race, religion, gender or class. It is that kind of money where every single transaction is recorded on the blockchain, whether it is one rupee, one dollar, one crore or one million dollars. All transactions are equal and no one is given priority or needs any permission to do this. There is no concept of ownership in the current financial system, whereas that completely changes in the Bitcoin system. Any person of any age can become their own bank. They can receive and send payments digitally to anyone at any time, at any place of the world, as long as they have internet connectivity. The anonymity and the lack of censorship of Bitcoin gives the user true freedom to do whatever they want, and it can be compared to freedom of speech. Peer-to-peer -peer transactions without the involvement of any third party or central figure. Just as India has rupee, US has a dollar, think of Bitcoin as an online currency not tied to any one country. It's by the people, for the people of the entire world. That was the story of the fantastic Bitcoin. In part two, Keshav takes us through the story of Bitcoin's mysterious founder, Satoshi Nakamoto, and who he thinks might be that person. Stay tuned.